grateful to have gone on this journey and I'm still on the journey. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. I'm excited to have you here today at our show. We're all about helping you in the pursuit of your best body, mind, spirit, and life. Thanks for being here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I've got my friend Ellie Jope with me. I'm so excited to introduce you to her. Ellie and I uh, met a few months back at an event in Vegas and got to have dinner together and just connected right off the hop. And have been chatting ever since then. So you're in for a real treat. Some of you I know already follow her or know of her, and some of you don't yet. Uh, either way, you're going to love today. Ellie, thanks for the time today. Yes, I'm so excited, Ben. So glad we met. Can't wait to <laughs> chat. I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. You betcha. My pleasure. Uh, everybody, to give you a little bit of background, so Ellie has Ellie Talks Money, and she's all about helping people understand how to start businesses, how to scale businesses, how to build wealth, lots of great education around that. And so, of course, we connected on that right away. Yes. And uh, it has an amazing story of her own transformation. So let's go back to the pandemic and let's start with that. So I want people to hear that story. Yeah, I mean, it definitely now feels like so long ago. But in reality, that was just 2020, you know, and here we are in 2023. So when I started my business, I never I always wanted to be a business owner, but I didn't think that it would find me in the way that it did. So when I began um, preface to that, I had gotten a divorce, right? So this is 2019 going into 2020, gotten a divorce. I had just given birth to my twins at that time, moved mm -hmm. back home to my mother's house. So it was like a complete life reset, you know? And in retrospect, when I think about it, I feel like before, so much of the time before we take on a next transition or a next journey, there really is some sort of big reset that happens. And it mm. feels like at the moment, everything is crumbling, everything is falling apart, but we don't know just yet that it's preparing us for something. So mm -hmm. move back home to my mom's house. I've got my four kids with me, you know, completely single now, unemployed, and really just looking for how am I going to start my life over? At that point, I had already been laid off from my job. You know, those layoffs were kind of happening rapidly pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. And I needed to look at how I'm going to start making money. And I applied to over 55 jobs at that time, and no one hired me. Like, I wasn't getting any emails back. It just wasn't coming together. So that was when I knew I needed to take what I knew how to do, and some of the very same skills I was going to give to that job and apply them towards a business, right? Mm -hmm. If I could get hired for this, then I can probably make my own company, make my own coaching and consulting around these very topics. So believe it or not, Ben, you, you remember the stimulus checks at that time, right? Yeah, we had something different in Canada, but same idea. Did you? Okay, yes. Well, it was, you know, everybody was talking about the STEMI check. So I did receive a $1,200 stimulus check at that time, and I literally used that to launch my business. So I started around July of 2020. I began by creating content on Instagram and, you know, just really putting myself out there, testing the waters and helping women businesses to get funding. Um, and I turned that $1,200 to $1.2 million in 10 months. So it was incredible, such a journey, all while still living at my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> I love your story. I remember when you first shared it with me, and it's just one of those jaw-dropping ones of, wow, 
you know, yeah. total life turnaround, not the way Complete. you plan things at all. And I think it's great that you shared that sometimes, you know, as you're preparing for a new chapter of your life or you've got big desires, I'm sure you did at the time, but then it kind of crashed down on you. Exactly. And, you know, I know there's many people that they're thinking, man, me too. I know. Right? Yeah, me too. And so it's such an yeah. encouraging story that, hey, just because that happened doesn't mean things can't turn around super quick. I mean, 10 months later is not a lot of time. It's not so fast, so fast. Yeah. And that's why people really have to know, you know, stay encouraged. Things can change really so much quicker than you imagine. Yeah. And it's just about remaining consistent, you know, and recognizing that it's going to come. When yeah. you when you do the same action over and over and over again, you will see a result. You just mm -hmm. kind of have to hang in there until it comes through. Mm -hmm. I think there's something special about you too, though, when it came to the way you were thinking about things, because there's people that do that. They keep doing it and they, they see some success, but there's a small percentage that go on. They make a million bucks in the next, you know, eight, nine, 10 months. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious beyond I'm um, creating content. One thing I know about you is that uh, as I was, I was reading up uh, uh, on you is that even before you started doing your post, you spent, I don't know how long it was, but a whole bunch of time doing a bunch of research on, people in the space what were the topics that have is that true yeah yes yes that is so true I really wanted to make sure that if I was going to come and provide you know knowledge around funding and business and leadership and sales things I had been doing in my nine-to-five that I knew exactly what people needed because I recognized that there were certainly a lot of business coaches a lot of business consultants I knew that I wasn't talking about things that other people hadn't already talked about. But what I wanted to look at is what do women or business owners who look like me, what do they need? And what are some of the problems that they're facing? So one of the ways I did research was reading a lot of Instagram comments, going through YouTube videos, looking at comments that went unanswered. I spent time on Reddit boards and just kind of, you know, asking questions like, you know, startup businesses for black women or funding for black women, just different plugs to see what types of questions were people having, what struggles were they having, what pain points, what did they need? And then I made sure when I started to create content, then I went exactly after that. Really mm -hmm. clear problems, really clear potential solutions that I could provide. And I really wanted to allow that that market to tell me more of what it needed and I would I shaped my business to that mm, yeah I think that's so great and, yeah. and I've heard and, and I know you know the space much better than me but I've heard when it comes to you know the marketing space of any kind whether you got a consulting a coaching business any kind the more you can niche down initially to start and figure out really when you're starting to create content and make, you know, whether it's a video, it's a, an IG live, it's a whatever, but you're really speaking to who's that ideal customer in that market. Can you talk a bit about that or maybe even how someone might go about developing? Yeah. People, I think a lot of people, myself included at times where it's general content, right? Trying to appeal to many versus yeah. who's the person. Yeah. And you know, that's so true. I talk about this a lot with my audience and my students, you know, we want to, we want to sell all the fruit, 
right? We want to sell apples and oranges and bananas and lemons. Like we want to sell all the fruit and be a fruit company. But sometimes you're going to find faster success and targeted success starting with one or two specific fruits. Mm. Let's focus on all the people who really love apples and all the people who really love oranges. And then once you become known for that, then you can sell strawberries, right? Because you know you've already built an audience around apples and around oranges. So the way that I did that in my business is pretty much for the first two years, I only talked about business funding. Like hmm. that was it. If you came to my page, you knew you were going to learn about business credit. You knew you were going to see information about grants. You were going to hmm. see some stuff about how to structure your business. Because I felt like if I can make my, my name synonymous with, funding or grants or et cetera, that'll help me kind of travel through, you know, the, the algorithm essentially a little bit faster. And mm -hmm. so for, you know, any business owner that's kind of listening and thinking about this, you want to align yourself with just one or two key specific core topics and become really well known in that. Now you've built your core and then you can always add on the other things you're interested in a little later. So now this year and a little bit of last year, we dive more into strategy. Now I talk more about content. I talk about marketing because, you know, I've already built them with their funding. And now it's like, well, you need other things to, you know, to successfully right. scale your business as well. Yeah. Right. So yeah. when you think about niching down, it's not necessarily saying no to other topics. I like to think of it as just saying not yet. Okay, cool. So I love that. I'm glad you shared that. And then yeah. so let, let's give, uh, let's give an example. So say somebody in my industry, so personal development industry, it's a broad topic. Yes. Right? So inside of that, give me an example of somewhere someone they may do that. So I would say, so personal development, right? Huge. Mm -hmm. There are so many ways to personally develop yourself. Mm -hmm. I would think about, well, what are some key areas that people face problems in improving their personal development? So mm -hmm. one area is relationships. Maybe mm -hmm. another area is money. Another area is career. Maybe mm -hmm. another area is health and wellness, right? Actually getting fit. Perhaps another area is family, like family relationships. Mm -hmm. So you want to kind of narrow down that large category into smaller categories and then think about you yourself, which of those do you align with the most? Like which mm -hmm. of those could you talk about the most without getting tired, do it every day, go live about it, get people excited about it. And so maybe in this case, it's wealth, right? How can you personally develop yourself and improve mm -hmm. your personal development so that you make more money? Mm -hmm. We're not talking about how you can have a better relationship. We're not talking about how you can have a better job. We're talking about personal development as it leads to wealth building and money. So mm -hmm. now that we know that this is our area, we want to make sure that all of the topics, any of the content, is around personal development, but always with the ultimate goal of helping this person to make more money. So now that kind of gives you a very much narrower, if that's a word, you know, yeah, focus, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. where you are still in the personal development category, but people know to come to you if they want to better themselves yeah. to make more money. That, that's such a great, thanks for sharing that. That's such a great. Yes. Example. Yeah, that's so good. That you know, you could do that with any industry, right? I mean, you're in the health and wellness. What is it in there that this exactly, 
Exactly. And I was on Instagram live today and we were talking about, you know, marketing and that was the topic of my live. And so one of the students came in and said, well, they have a health and wellness business and they don't know how to market. And I said, well, first of all, health and wellness is huge. So what elements of health, what elements of wellness, are we talking fitness? Are we talking women's health? Are we talking reproductive health? You know, and so you just really want to think about if you're going to go and present to a customer about your business, you're not going to say, hey, come buy from me because I can make you healthy. Well, healthy in what way? Right. So let's kind of ask ourselves those questions until we get down to that one key area. And then that's how, you know, this is my lane. That's so good. So good. I um one of the things I love teaching is that no matter what you're doing, there's going to be kind of like three pillars or, or the uh, pyramid of results, right? There's your mindset, the way that you think about it. There's your skill set. How good are you at what you do? And then there's your behavior. What do you actually do? Mm. And so I'm curious from your perspective, as you've been building your company the last few years and done incredibly well and helped many, many others too yeah. in doing it, what would you say, what, what have been uh, two questions, I guess. What, what's the most important skill that you developed? And then I'm curious, what's been the hardest skill for you to develop? Ooh, gosh, I would, hmm. the most important skill, I think the most important skill that I've developed has, has probably been delegation. Mm. I think the most important skill I've developed has been delegation because I definitely was, of the thinking that I can do it all on my own, you know, I don't need to hire, like, I don't want to have, you know, expenses, just the whole thing that we face as business owners, right, in that mm-hmm. first, you know, few years. So I think mm-hmm. that's very much an important skill, because now I have a team of 12 people, which is so amazing, and we mm-hmm. really do all work together towards a common goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that one that's been a challenge is probably decision-making, in the sense of I often want to do so much, right? I want to add on a bunch of new products, a bunch of new services. Let's do all of this. And one thing that I'm realizing is going back to what I was just saying, you still, even once you've built an audience base and once you've built, you know, a successful business, you still have to pace yourself and introduce products and services at a certain um, distance. You know what I mean? Like you can't launch 12 new things at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just going to be two things a year. So that's Mm -hmm. definitely been a challenging skill for me is, is pacing myself is saying, you know what, this might not be a 2023 project. Maybe it's a 2025 project, you know, and I'm still working on it because I'll have an idea and I'm like, Oh, we got to make this course tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. No, yeah. I, I, think, I think anybody, if you're an entrepreneur listening, you're probably feeling the same way, right? Like yeah. so many ideas. <laughs> I want to do all of it. <laughs> I want to do it all right now. There's yeah. no time to wait. It has to happen now. And, you know, definitely having a team is helpful because yeah. they'll say like, no, that cannot happen tomorrow. Like, right. let's, let's pause. Yeah. What, what can we do now? And what, can happen 12 months from now. And I think that's okay. It's okay to set six months and 12 months, you know, yeah. fulfillment goals. That's okay. Yeah. Let's say I'm in the, um, cause you would deal with a lot of people in kind of like the creator space. Right? Yeah. And you know, various industries, but they're in that space and say they're starting out, 
right? So they're, they want to get going. Maybe they've got a, a full-time career or other business they're in, but they want to get more into this. And they're wondering, they want to do it all, right? You know, I want to do speaking. I'm going to do courses. I'm going to write a book. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do all of it. Where, and I don't know if there is a, a cookie cutter answer to this, but where would you recommend someone begin to get started? Because I, I know in my life, you know, if I'm trying to do it all at once, I get none of it done. In any I know. Way, right. So, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, I love this question because it's true. We want to satisfy all the ambitions at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I think that in order to sustain and as well, in order to really measure our impact, I would recommend someone who's in this creator space start by first being 100% committed to serving your audience. So what does that mm -hmm. look like? Creating content, like mm -hmm. that whole first element of your business should be your ear to the ground, really understanding what your audience wants to see from you, what type of content they like, um, you know, what value they want to gain from you and give them that three times a day, like every day, you know, that is that is the first step because for creators to thrive and build a successful business or however they want to, if they want to turn it into a speaking career or write a book, you're going to need people, mm. you know, you're going to need the people to know you, to love you, to like you, to trust you. So mm. focus on that first. Now that you've put your ear to the ground, you're creating content. I think the best place to start is providing them with some sort of product. So it can be a free product to start with. Like I know I came out with like a, just a lead magnet, you know, mm -hmm. it was a workbook. Mm -hmm. Then I had a little bit of a guide, you know, just something to give people a sense of what I could teach them. Mm -hmm. So come out with some sort of product. So now people are giving you their email or their mm -hmm. phone number. You have another way to contact them. And then I would take whatever it is that you are teaching them, whatever value you're providing for them and create a course, put a price tag on it. Sure. Because once you know that someone's willing to give you $25, $50, right? Yeah. That's a, that's another relationship, right? Now yeah. we're really hanging out. We're friends. Yeah. We're family. Like we're building something. And yeah. in my experience, when you focus on those elements first, you know, I don't remember where, I don't remember what book this is, but something I gathered at the very beginning of my business is you just need 1,000 true fans, you know, mm -hmm. just a 1,000. Yeah. And so when you can really focus on, let me just nurture my 1,000 people, right? Of course, we're going to have more than that, but let me focus on getting my 1,000. Then yeah. they're going to follow you when you go speak, when you want to write your first book, Mm -hmm. If you want to come out with a TV show, you know, right. so right. it's almost back to that same. We're not saying a no to those other ambitions. We're just saying not yet. Yeah, that's so good. You know, yeah. I, I, I never heard of that thousand true fans until I was at uh, it was New Year's Day because we had, had New Year's Eve stayed at some friends of ours. And, and you know, my, my habit in the morning, I always read. So I didn't have my book. Yeah. Reading, so I picked up um, uh, Tim Ferriss's book. That's uh, who it is. Is that where you saw it too? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's Tim's concept, but but I happened to flip over to that chapter. He yeah. Talks about that thousand true fans, and if I remember it correctly, is for everybody listening, the thousand true fans. These are the people that that love you. You, I mean, whatever you're coming out with, they want it. They want it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know, like, I'm a, I'm a Bob Proctor true fan. You know, he's true fan. Yes. Anything, <laughs> right? Dispenza, I'm getting it. You know. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, 
So I, I know what that's like for sure. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you know, Joe Dispenza, I also love, right. Yeah. And yeah. he built this much longer before social media, but I would like to think that it probably followed that similar path of, yeah. you know, you start with your core people, serve yeah. them, serve them, serve them. Then it grows. Now you have a product. Now Joe Dispenza has, I mean, masterminds, like there's just yeah. levels, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it began with that key. Let me just nurture you. And now we nurture people through social media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to switch gears because I know it's a topic that I think this, the opposite thought of this holds people back or, or the thought of, but, but I'm a single mom, but yeah. you know, I've got three kids. I got two kids. I got five kids. I mean, it's easy for somebody else. So you lived it, you teach it. Um, <laughs> and I know it's on people's minds about how do I be a mother, a father, uh, especially single parent. I've never had a single parent, right? We have our two girls, but it's always been the two of us. And I know how challenging that can be with the two of us at time, let alone if I was a single parent. Literally. So how, how do you begin to even start to navigate that? You know, shout out to the moms listening, shout out to the single moms, even the single dads listening. You know, it is, it's hard enough managing life and adulting as an individual person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that, that's hard enough, okay, just yeah. as one sole person, yeah. not to mention also raising little people, you know, yeah. so that comes with its own set of challenges, but I definitely have such a soft spot for moms. A huge part of my business is really teaching women, but even more so helping moms to understand how they can build wealth, you know, how they yeah. can supplement their income, how they can start their business. And I think a lot of the time we see our children as, you know, kind of a, a burden, right? It's it's mm. hard to do the things we want to do because we have children. And sometimes right. it is true. Our yeah. time is different, right? Our time yeah. management is different. But one thing that I I adapted doing this by myself with four kids and now that I also encourage, you know, other moms that I coach is, you know, realize, bring your kids in along the process. When you create your business, you have the ability to hire them into the business, right? And you're not paying them tons of money, but now you're seeing this as a team effort. You know, you are doing this so that you can better your financial situation, which is ultimately going to better their financial situation. Mm -hmm. And truly, when you start your business, you start marketing, you start promoting, let people in on the story. I I encourage creators do not become attached to having a perfect creation, right? Mm. Do not become attached to having the best looking content, the best looking background. When I was creating content in my mother's house, starting this business, my kids were asking for snacks. You could, I was probably holding one on a hip. Yeah. I mean, it was real, you know, but I knew that I still had to serve my audience. And it's like, hey, guys, yeah. let me go live. Kids are yeah. right here. And, yeah. you know, people are going to still be attracted to you for that. People love authenticity. And if you, you know, continue to involve that in your business, then you start to see your children not as something that, you know, could hold you back from success, but they're happy to be along for the ride. You know, it's yeah. so, so true. That's so good. Yeah. I, I think what you're talking about where you're involving them and then embracing 
I mean, th this is my life. This is who it I is. am. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. It's my life. This is real. And when we think about this concept of 1000 true fans, you yeah. know, the people that are for you, they're going to accept you 100%. as you're building this with your kids. You know, I still 100%. have people now who say, yeah, I've been following you since the days your kids used to ask for snacks on Instagram live. I'm like, well, you've been here a long time then, you know, and they're <laughs> going to want to stay with you. And those yeah. who don't like that, yeah. They're not for you. Yeah. I, th I think it's super endearing too. I mean, you know, you think about your daughter, your son coming up, whoever it is. And, and like, I know for myself as a dad, if I'm watching that, I'm, me too. I mean, that's what my life's like too. Exactly. Right? So no, I, I think exactly. that's so amazing. So amazing. Yeah. And it definitely uh, is relatable. Um, next question I got for you along the same lines, but I know it's a question that I've been asked many times and, and I think it's an important one. And I know there yeah. is no perfect answer to this one. Uh, but the entrepreneur life is a different life. It's very different than if we got an eight to four, nine to five kind of job employees. It's just very different, right? Yeah. Lots of moving parts, lots of everything. And, and I find for people, you know, even if it's they don't have kids, but they got a significant other, but or those that have kids, probably even more so, balance. But Ali, how do I, how do I balance? Yes. Ooh, uh, uh. <laughs> balance the B word. You know, the funny thing is. Sometimes I feel like there isn't even really balance. What I consider it is, you know, I have my periods of deep work and then I have mm -hmm. my periods of deep rest, you know, mm -hmm. but sometimes I'm not able to achieve both of those in the same day, right? Mm -hmm. Some days are going to be a day of, it's a work day, like I'm really, really working. And of course, when I right. get home and I'm with my kids, then I'm able to give to them. But maybe the balance exists on the weekend where I take a sure. full weekend to really just be mom, you know, be present and et cetera. So I think, you know, when I think about balance, I think it's very important for us to realize and give ourselves grace and know mm -hmm. that sometimes you're not going to be able to have a self-care day and a work day at the same time. You know, sometimes you're going to have to get all your work done, work, 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 and now you can retreat. And maybe yeah. that's balanced too. You know, yeah. I think it's okay to give yourself the space to work hard and yeah. it's okay to give yourself the space to rest hard. You know, we have to be able to do both. And I know for me, especially being a mom, um, Sometimes I have to get up early to make sure like earlier than, you know, 7 or 6 a.m. to make sure that I can fulfill my goals, which are going to ultimately lead to my happiness mm -hmm. and also be present for my kids when they wake up at 730, which is going to lead to their happiness. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that we have to embrace that there is going to be a time where we have a season of sacrifice and it's not yep. forever. Right. right. But. It could be for a good six months where yep. you're going to have to do a little more to yep. get comfortable and then you can go into your season of not needing to do that anymore. That's one of the best answers I've ever heard. I mean, I, I got I've been in a lot of meetings where that question has been asked and so that's one of the best ways I've ever heard it is that. Uh, Thank you. you I've know. had a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, I definitely uh, have. I think because, you know, 
just connected to that, like there's a lot of mom guilt that happens too, you know, and I know I've dealt with it. Um, I also have now a full-time nanny, which I didn't Mm -hmm. always have. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in adjusting to that and really being able to tell myself it's okay Mm -hmm. to get help, like Mm -hmm. I need to do this work so I can fulfill myself, which ultimately Mm -hmm. will lead to me being able to fulfill my kids. I think it's important for moms, you know, really parents in general to have that conversation with themselves and to know that it is okay to serve yourself and have your seasons of deep work and also to find time to serve others. And maybe those things don't happen always at the same time. We're not perfect, but as long as you're creating the space to find a way to make it work, even if it means getting help, you know, that's okay. That's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I think that uh, for all of us in life, uh, but certainly with moms, probably more so than dads as a generalization, but for all of us, that idea of what you talked about is I'm doing this so that I can fulfill my happiness. I can fulfill what I feel I'm meant to do so that I can be the best mom. Whereas it's often, I mean, man, many people grew up probably in homes like this. Some people may be living it now where everything is, you know, put everything aside just for the kids. But then if yeah. you never, if you never really become who you wanted to become, if you never really do what you want to do, then how can you ever be the happiest? And, and they learn exactly. so much more about by who we are than just what we do. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. so, so true. That's such a great way to summarize it. It's so true. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this idea. So you went from I'm living at home with mom struggling, you know, yes. <laughs> to making a million plus and then beyond. And tell me a bit about that. I mean, you know, you go from not having any money to now I've got money and the whole transition built into that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely been a big, big transition. And I think, you know, there's so much, you know, content and talk all the time about how to, how to make more money, but -hmm. there's never that much talk about, how to actually adapt your life and your mindset and who you are once you are making that money. Mm -hmm. Because there really is a huge transition when you go from, you know, economically disadvantaged to economically fulfilled. There's a huge Mm -hmm. shift. And I think, you know, for me, a big part of it has been, I grew up in a single parent household, you know, Mm -hmm. my parents did the best that they could, but it definitely was not what I am able to now provide for my children. And Mm -hmm. so there's things we have to unlearn, right? Mm -hmm. I've had to constantly work on unlearning my limiting beliefs about money Mm -hmm. because what I believe to be true about money from growing up with my parents and we didn't always have enough Mm -hmm. is now completely untrue because I'm in a space where I am able to have enough and sometimes more than enough. So it's really saying, hmm, okay, I don't have to see money as this limiting, scary thing that I grew up with it as because it's not that anymore, you know? And I think that it's so important to have classes where we learn how to better financially manage our money, but then it's also very important to have classes and constant information that tell us now once you're at a place where money is flowing, how do you teach yourself how to adapt to it always being like that? You know, that you don't have to go back to survival mode mm-hmm. and it's okay. You don't have to feel bad about not going back there. You know, yeah. um, it's really, really gets pretty deep, but yeah. I think that, you know, I'm grateful 
to have gone on this journey and I'm still on the journey. Um, and it's definitely something that people don't talk about. You know, they say, go make the money, but then you've got to still do some mental work once you have the money to make totally. sure that you can keep the money, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the argument could be made that it's harder to keep than it is to make sometimes. Right. I mean, you, you start to figure out the making and yeah, yes. I think you got your, you got your 2024 or 2025 project. That's your next max master class there. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And I think that's true. It's so true because yeah. it is, it's a mindset thing, you know, it's yeah. a mentality. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of that comes into it about, you know, deservedness and feeling yeah. okay with having enough, you know, I think yeah. we are so almost in this constant trauma response to struggle. Like we just think yep. that's where we're supposed to be all the time that when we're not there, we feel bad about it and we end up self-sabotaging to get back there. Crazily 100%. enough. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I know we've had chats about that. I'm, I'm big on money pro consciousness and prosperity yes. consciousness. And I mean, you can, you can be broke making 50 grand a year. And, and when you're there, you think that the person making 500,000 a year, there's no way they can, I mean, you can be broke making half a million bucks a year too. You really can't. There's people millions that are broke, right? And it's still yeah. paycheck to paycheck, struggle to struggle, right? It's just on a different level. It's just bigger toys, bigger everything, bigger. So yeah, no, it, bigger um, bills, bigger everything. Um, I love our chats. I'm so happy we got to do Me this too. today. I want uh, uh, people that aren't already connecting with you. Uh, I think your Instagram's Ellie talks. No, yeah, it is. Ellie talks money is your Ellie idea, talks right? money. That's me. Cool. Okay, so I know IG is your best platform uh, for people to find you. Uh, yes. Anywhere else you want to send them to in terms of connecting with you? Yes, definitely. So you guys can connect on Instagram. You can also connect with me on YouTube. That's also at Ellie Talks Money. Um, yeah. And those of you who are moms, I definitely want you to stay connected with me at mommy2millionaire.com. That is where I have all my programming specifically for us moms and dads are invited to um, so that you can scale your business, you know, involve your kids, just really build wealth and change the trajectory of your family. So I'm excited to see you guys there. I, lo I love it. Make sure you get connected with Ellie. Send her a message, connect with her. She's amazing. You're going to love uh, chatting with her. Go follow her for sure. And uh, just in closing, Ellie, um, there's not a person that's watching this or listening to this that their life isn't better just from what you've shared today. So I love it. Thank you for being here. Thank and you, Ben. This was the best. One of, one of the things I know about all our viewers, all our listeners, is they all share a common goal is they want their life and theirs around there to be better. So in closing, we've talked about a lot of stuff today. If there's one thing that you would want to leave people with in terms of how they can achieve the life that they want to achieve, build the business they want to build, what would you want to leave them with? I would say, what would I want to leave them with? I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is really lean into the gifts that you naturally have. Mm -hmm. You know, we all know what we are good at. We all know where we have, you know, if we have this kind of compass, we all know where we tend to always lean, whether it's people keep asking us about a certain piece of advice or we always find ourselves really passionate about one specific thing. Lean into that. Give it your 100% all the time, you know, create content about it, talk about it, share it with people, because that is your guide. You know, when you follow that, 
that's going to take you to where you need to go. Don't worry about anybody else. Just listen to that little ticker and mm. follow it wholeheartedly. Beautiful. You're speaking my language. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Today was amazing. Everybody, hey, make sure you share this episode. Tag Ellie, tag myself, and we're excited to have you here. Ellie, thanks so much. We'll see you guys soon.